Hi, I'm Josh Brown. We're live from the compound. I'm here with Michael Batnick to talk about um, what I consider to be the biggest news in the registered investment advisor space of the year. Uh, Schwab is going to be buying TD Ameritrade for $26 billion in an all-stock transaction. Um, we're just going to talk about what we think the impact might be, what we think drove it. Stick around. Let's get into it. Mike, when you first heard the news, were you like, oh, my God, I can't believe this? Or were you just like, yeah, that makes sense? Yeah, I'm uh, the latter. I think so. But, like, I think I was, too. I wasn't, oh, my God, shocked. But I was like, oh, my God, this is huge news. Well, it is huge news. But when I saw it, I was like, I get it. Um, we probably all should have known when uh, Tim Hockey announced he was not going to be the CEO of TD Ameritrade uh, uh, going forward and what, you know what that might have meant for this particular segment. Maybe the board and he disagreed on this course of action of selling the firm. I don't, I don't know. This guy, uh, Judd Mackerel, tweeted, Schwab dropping commissions to cut profits by 6%, forcing TD's hand to drop theirs, costing them 25% only to buy them is the deal of the year. Right, so they wrecked the share price of TD Ameritrade, and then a month later, they put a premium on buying it that I think probably wasn't much higher than where it was. Perfectly before. executed. Perfectly executed. Um, this, this one might go down in the Hall of Fame. So I think that this is much bigger industry news than it is consumer news. In other words, all of the benefits, in my opinion, or most of the benefits, are probably already accrued to customers. And that to the this, end clients, invest, regular investors. Yeah, and right. that this is much bigger news for the industry. And I'm curious to know what's going to happen to the, I think there's 19,000 employees at TD Ameritrade and uh, 9,000 at Schwab. How right. is this going to impact them? So I was reading a little bit about the impact on the industry I'm sorry, itself. did I say that back? I, it's 19,000 at Schwab, half of that at TD Ameritrade. Right, Schwab is much bigger. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking about the impact on registered investment advisors. And so there are 11,000 registered investment advisory firms. And uh, this will create, um, as it stands on day one, a custody business that serves 10,000. So almost every firm in the industry works with either Schwab or TD Ameritrade. And I think of that 10,000, um, TD Ameritrade has 7,000. And supposedly 3,500 of those 7,000 are TD only. So now they're going to be basically Schwab clients overnight, assuming Schwab wants to keep them. So let's say that this deal takes, a, I don't know, year, years to go through. Is there going, like, is there going to, are they going to continue to operate as separate entities? I don't know. I, I, I would, my need, like my best guess would say, yes, they do. I think for a while, but not forever. Why do? Because in other words, why do it? Oh uh, well. Why would you service two different? What? Because service is the biggest. Because cost. because repapering everything to integrate it, I think, is costs way more than it's worth. I think that hopefully Schwab takes some of TD Ameritrade's technology. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I hope so too. You know, brings himself into the 21st century. Yeah. So full like full disclosure, we custody with both Schwab and TD. And most of our assets are at TD. And, no, we love, I, and we love their service. We love their technology. No, what I think will we'll change in terms of how advisors work with the, custod the custodians is maybe some of the referral programs that go on. Like, that will have to be rethought. Yes. Um, and I wonder, like, again, what roles are duplicative? What's going to get cut? Hopefully, it's not too, too bad. Yeah, so we, we don't use any of the referral programs. Like, every client of our firm that comes on comes on for us. But 
some of the biggest RIAs in the industry, and I think a majority of RIAs that are mid-sized and large are in these referral programs. So basically, they put an advisor in the branch and, you know, the branch of, let's say, TD Ameritrade and, or Schwab, and they'll get a referral from that firm. And, you know, part of the fee that they end up charging the client, they pay it back to Schwab or TD. I can't imagine the advisor will have more bargaining power uh, after this. <laughs> like, who, they're almost the only game in town other than I think Fidelity still has a, a, a referral program. So that's a good point. That'll definitely affect the growth rates of a lot of RIAs who have lived off of that. Um, and we're not there. We're not a player there. But uh, we know a lot of firms that are. Um, the other thing I was thinking about, and I'd love to hear what you, your thoughts are on this. Um, you've recently been down this rabbit hole of navigating all of the new trading costs. Now that Schwab has dropped commissions, TD dropped commissions, you know, we've got various separate account for management US, strategies. For U.S. stocks and ETFs. Right. But, and then there are, different, there are different rates for block trading. Like, it's not, the dust has not settled, I guess is my point, right? Correct. Okay. And then, does this speed that process up of them making these decisions? No, or why? I don't think so. so. Okay. So, there are a lot of things that RIAs don't know about what their costs are. You know are why I don't, I don't know that it's going to be one giant unit in five years? Is because don't you think, or do you think that each of these has very distinct brand recognition? Yes. So, are there going to be closures of branches if there's a Schwab branch on one block and a TD Ameritrade branch three blocks over? Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Um, but I still see a future in which these units operate independently of each other. So the combined company will have $5 trillion in assets. $2 trillion will be in custody assets between TD and Schwab. So advisor custody assets will be about $2 trillion. And now the question becomes... Well, wait, where's the rest? The rest is retail. Okay. Like Schwab Direct, TD Direct. Mostly Schwab, though. Um, but now the question becomes like, if you're, if you're the advisor and you have your assets custodied at both Schwab and TD, do they give you any kind of incentive as the advisor in terms of cost or better service or better technology to move from one unit to the other while they do that longer-term integration? I would imagine that the differences are going to be leveled. Okay. Like, that, why would they favor one, one unit over another? Well, they might, might make unless, money. They um, might make more money on one side than the other. Unless it becomes one unit. Unless it all becomes one thing. But again, is there going, is there, are client accounts going to have to be repapered in, in that event, which would just be... Well, there's something called negative consent. When, when a client opens an account um, and the, cust the custodian, let's say, is TD Ameritrade, the client is signing in advance an agreement that if TD Ameritrade is acquired by another company, the accounts will automatically transfer at will to the buyer. That doesn't mean there won't be any paperwork, but it's not like they have to win all those customer accounts over. Like, it's going to happen automatically. What about stuff like, like Schwab's conference and TD's conference? Like, Well, TD's conference will go away. Why would they do that? I don't think it will. Why would they continue it? I don't know. I mean, I don't know the economics of it, but I don't, I don't think that it's going to go away. Well, the economics of it is they give it away. Schwab charges you to attend Impact as an advisor. TD is like, if you're a TD advisor, please come. Because, so th that's interesting. There's this cultural difference. The, the rep of TD Ameritrade Institutional among advisors has always been like they're smaller, they're scrappier, 
they, they'll work harder on service for smaller advisors than Schwab would. And Schwab wouldn't let them in. Schwab doesn't want all these tiny advisors because they're just not profitable. TD's like, come on in. And that's how they got to uh, 500 or 600 billion in RIA assets by taking in somebody that's like, hey, I'm starting a firm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to open with 30 million in assets. Schwab wasn't like hungry for that business. Neither was TD and, was like, let's do it. And was Fidelity? I don't believe so. I don't think so. So TD had this rep as like, we will fight for the smaller advisor and provide. And Schwab's claim to fame was, well, we're better. Like we have better service, better technology. But I think over the last five years, the playing field is leveled. I think TD has gotten way better than probably what it used to be. So it wasn't just servicing small advisors. There are big firms that are primary TD now, which maybe there weren't uh, a decade ago. So um, I don't know how that cultural change will play out. Um, at RIA Biz, shout out to Brooke Southall, um, they, published, they published something under the headline, 10,000 RIAs in the twilight zone. Like they don't know what's, what, what this is gonna mean to them. And at the lower end, you have to be thinking, uh-oh, I might be part of the cost savings. Like they, they might not want to cater to me anymore or they might raise my costs to drive me to consolidate. Like I think, I think that that's definitely a thing that if you're a sub $100 million RIA, which the majority are, you're like, all right, my, my cost structure to service clients on these platforms might change. Material. What about regulatory holdups? They have a pretty, they'll have a pretty, pretty big piece of the pie now. Oh, like um, antitrust? I would have, I mean, we know it'll be looked at, but they're going to point to Fidelity. Fidelity is $7 trillion in assets. It's bigger than the combined Schwab TD. So that's what they'll do. And they'll point to Vanguard and they'll point to Merrill Lynch and they'll, they'll be able to demonstrate that while they'll have a big chunk of the RA custody business, um, they're not materially changing the landscape in, in terms of all brokerage assets because each of the wires has a couple of trillion bucks and you know they'll be able to i think fidelity and pershing have huge custody businesses as well i think they'll get through it especially in this era it seems like there's not a lot of holdups for mergers uh in in, in the trump administration um unless you happen to own cnn uh and and are critical of him but like in financial services we haven't really seen them say no to anything so i, I don't know that that's the the big concern um, the last thing I want to ask you, when you don't get guidance from these two firms about whether or not it's all going to be one unit or if there's a timetable, like if, if they don't start answering those questions over the next few weeks, what do you do with clients who want to open new accounts with you? I imagine you just continue on business as usual you do, for you a do. while. I, I, they don't know. They, who doesn't know? Your service reps. They have no idea. They can't tell you anything. So, for, so first, it was the zero commission stuff that was dropped on their head, right? Um, and then, and then this. So, I'm sure that they're, uh, I don't know if they're scrambling, but like, right. So, if if the RIA firm calls up TD and says, "I'm about to open a five million dollar relationship. Do I custody it on TD or just go ahead to Schwab?" Like, what are they going to say to you? They're going to say it's business as usual here. That's what they have to say. Um, so that'll be interesting. The longer that that um, discrepancy goes on for, you know who I think it favors? The smaller cust custodian businesses that are going to try to make hay out of this, like Trade PMR and uh, 
I think you'll see like Betterment for Advisors um, get some benefit here. Um, that kid we know, uh, Jason Wank at Altruist, he's trying to you know turn this into something that helps him open new accounts. Like if they keep that that Twilight Zone feel alive for a while, then these other upstart custodians have a window where they could be like, look, we're we're not buying or selling. You can start opening accounts right here. And I think Fidelity can do the same thing. All right, let us know what your thoughts are. I know this is a little bit inside baseball. A lot of this uh, pertains mostly to RIAs and financial advisors, but we'd love to hear what you think. Go ahead and smash that like button for us if, uh, if this was a, a good video for you. And subscribe. If you're not subscribed, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we're breaking, I think, 17 or 18,000 subs. And uh, there's a reason. We're working really hard on these videos. So we'll talk to you soon.